0: episode 18 i'm ryan and i'm chris and what do we do here at record uh a record night
1: we pick we choose a theme and we each bring a record from that theme we show it to each other we hang out Uh, sometimes we drink beer sometimes we don't i'm drinking a beer i think you're not right
0: i think i have water and a diet coke
1: look at you go i (laughs) know i'm
0: i'm getting flugy tonight man
1: (laughs) oh yeah 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 you got stuff to do i do not Uh, (laughs) so uh our theme that we chose from the hat last time was awesome
0: debuts. Delicious debuts.
1: Oh, ooh, there we go. You need to go a little bit of alliteration there.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, well, that was all the work I did for the podcast. That's it. Bye, everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was record night. <laughs> so, uh, I I think this one out of like some most of the um, things we picking we picking picked. I think this one is the hardest to get cute with. You know,
0: I uh, I tried to. Uh, I think one way I was going to end up taking it was like the first record of like a genre. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, this was the debut of uh, post metal.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would have been a. What would you pick for a debut post metal?
0: I don't, I didn't look that far into it. Okay, I, I decided not to get cute with it because I I feel like if somebody came in. To listen to the podcast, and on something like this that seems very cut and dry, if I was like, "It's the debut of the electric guitar," <laughs> people would be like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to listen this anymore. This guy's dumb." I want to yeah, know yeah. what a good actual like debut album is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, I have several that I picked, but uh, I, I so uh, I was going to do Heavy Danger there for debut record, but um, we already talked about Heavy Danger. It will show up at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, but not this episode. Um, Also, uh, the only way I got cute is that so Father John Misty, his first record was super record called Fear Fun, but he had several records before that just under the name Jay Tillman. So okay, that would be kind of cute because he changed sort of styles. He sort of rebranded himself, um, which would be kind of. Yeah, you accept it, but um, I actually went with a band we both like called Death Heaven, and they're. And their debut record is called Roads to Judah.
0: Which I don't think I've actually listened to.
1: Until today. Or right. Just... Okay, so. The thing is, man. Uh, I saw Death Heaven open for Russian Circles. Back Ooh, in twenty show. 2011, 2012. Something like that. And so, but at the time, no one knew the fuck um, Death Heaven were. I was at Road Gloves in Denton, Texas. And uh, I was there with my brother and my I think my girlfriend at the time. And... uh I saw uh, this dude with a really fucked up haircut started playing guitar with the drummer and bassist, and this guy just pacing the floor, and I thought this guy was just super into it, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and then uh, the after you know I'm like this oh it's a post rock band right like here because they open with vo- with the they open with a post rocky part of this, and then the last week comes in the guy that was pacing the floor like like a stage bomb, like dive bombs on the stage. And start screaming his guts out, and that's like uh-huh. that's how I introduced to Death Heaven. And by that, uh, but and while they were, um, I bought the record immediately after seeing the play. I went, I nice. went to the door table. I'm like, I want this, and um, and uh, that's how that's how I got introduced to Death Heaven. And a lot of people were introduced Death Heaven through their second record, Sunbather.
0: Um, yeah, but that's that's how mine was. I just saw enough people talking about it, and I was like. All right, I'll check this out, and I would I would probably credit them with getting me into black metal. I think it's a good uh, I think it's a good place to start with easing oneself into that genre.
1: Right. Um. The thing about um about uh death heaven though is that is that they are what's considered I guess like black glaze or black, black gaze, gaze. Like, yeah yeah like a shoe gaze. Um. Uh, a lot of people in. The thing that Death Heaven also do that a lot of blackmail bands don't do is they have major chords, <laughs> like uh-huh. not everything's a minor key. Um, uh, more so in their later chords they have more in keys. But, but, um, they a lot of people would hate Death Heaven because they're not what's called cult enough, and that's KBLP. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I'm not a snob like that. There are some people that are snobs about it. The the same people that hate Death Heaven probably probably also hate Liturgy. But um,
0: well, I. I have a whole list of alt black metal bands I can recommend. Okay, all right, um, we'll, we'll get Devin, into yeah. that afterwards. But but Devin, I also uh, do not like liturgy. <laughs> okay, I don't either. I just man. don't think I just don't think they're good. But not yeah, I, not because they're not cult.
1: Yeah, um. So it, basically, Dev Heaven is basically two dudes: George Clark, who's the lead singer, and Kerry McCoy, who's the guitar player. And mm-hmm. that's really. Um, I mean, I, I guess maybe I'm not doing service to Daniel Tracy who plays drums or, or uh, and, you know, or the other people like Shiv Mary plays guitar. And I, maybe I'm being an asshole. But, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's really – the Death Heaven, The if you're going to say Death Heaven, you're not going to talk to Daniel Tracy, Shiv Mary, Chris Johnson. You're going to talk to George Clark and Carrie McCoy. Because um, uh, this is interesting. When they did their demo, which uh, which they did with um God, Jack Shirley of Atomic Garden Studios in uh, California, they didn't have uh, they didn't own electric guitar or amp. They the, the demo they wrote it on acoustic guitar and then used it with equipment at the studio to to make it.
0: Oh seriously?
1: Yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna that sounds, but it also makes sense I think listening to it. But we'll get to that. Um, they started in 2010. Uh, they released their demo, uh, they released their first record in 2011, and since then, they've done Sunbather, they've done uh, New Bermuda, and Ordinary Corruptible Human Love. To me, those are all fantastic records. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, but we're talking about Rose of Judah, and the only other, and when I listened to Rose of Judah, I was so fucking stoked for the next record, because I think you're like the same way. You'll hear a record, and you feel like you know what they can go with the next one, and you hope they go there. And uh like, I, when Celebrate came out, I was fucking ecstatic. It was everything I want out of Def Heaven record. And there are a few other artists that have done this with them. They go all the way across the board and mention that um, Father John Misty's second record uh-huh. is better, better than his first. And, I also
0: uh, picked, I mean, my choice for today, I also think is a great album, but I think the follow-up's better.
1: Yeah, and, uh, well, I, I'm going to explain why I'll, we'll get to that out. But, um, yeah, the, the, it's weird. Like, we picked the Austin Debut, but the fault fo- like, When it comes to like uh, best records I've ever listened to, uh, several of the debuts, um, their follow-up is on that list. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about Death Heaven's um, Road to Judah, recorded in 2011, uh, also at Atomic Garden Studios with Jack Shirley, um, and uh, released on Death Wish, and uh, Death Wish Inc. is uh, Jacob Bannon's uh, label. Jacob Bannon is the lead singer of Converge. Uh, Oh, very cool. Yeah, in Converge, I think uh, one of the records will definitely show up, but I'm, I'm sure at some point in the uh, course of this, not this episode, but the, you know, in the course of how many episodes we do, unless one of us dies. Yeah, and stop
0: I feel like it, you yeah. referenced them enough that they've got to fit into some sort of theme.
1: Oh yeah, and so uh, a lot of people, uh, they um released used uh, to June on Death Wish, I was fucking stoked on it, I saw them live so that even helps. Have you ever seen a band live? And after that, you became you've heard of them before that. That you saw them live, you became a fan. Do you think the thing you do?
0: Uh, I think so. Um, I usually try to check things out. I feel like uh before shows, I try to check out the opener a little bit just so I get kind of an idea of what I'm mm-hmm. getting into. Um, but I feel like if there's stuff that's not quite clicking with me, like oh you know it'll be a fine opener, but I'm not super interested. But then, like, you watch them and you just kind of get it at that point. Yeah. Like, uh, Big Business is like that. Red Sparrows is like that. Um, I got Russian Circles right away, but I, I saw them as an opener once.
1: Who they open for? Sleep. Okay. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's Sleep. Uh, And Sleep played, uh, they played Dope Smoker, right?
0: They did part of it, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, then I do the whole thing. <laughs> Um, no effects have this song called The Decline, which will show up at some point. It's an 18 minute song. Nice. And uh, when I saw on uh, World Tour for the first time, uh, this how old it is, and they played the end of The Decline, they like went into it. Uh, and then the next year, when I couldn't make it, I had work, my brother went and they were about to get rained out. They said they only had time for one song, so they went ahead and just played their 18 minute song, The Decline. That's and, great. Um, and I was so pissed off. Because I knew they <laughs> wouldn't play it next time. Because uh, whenever they go to like, a kid city, they write down their set list and they play a completely different set list. Right. Uh, but they did come back and they they they, they toured every stop every store that every show they played they played to the con so I could see it live finally. But um, yeah. Uh, back to death heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you you more got, talk
0: about long songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this, because uh, um, we gotta talk about because that's four songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, which is pretty typical of a, yeah. a a newer like black metal album,
1: or even uh, t- typical of a, a post rock album or post metal album. Mm-hmm. You know they do long songs. Uh, man, I, I we'll talk more once we um, do it. But uh, you guys want to go to Spotify? You guys can go to Spotify. You'll be able to find Death Heaven, Road to Julia. You'll be able to find all the other releases. And honestly, if you haven't listened to Death Heaven, and uh, I think you're either going to really dislike it. Or you're gonna really like it.
0: I don't. Yeah. I don't, is it is there like a middling ground you think with Def Heaven? Maybe it's. I think it's hard because it combines two very like niche genres. Yeah. So it's like if you like both black metal and shoegaze, you'll probably like this. But if you like one and not the other, you won't like this. You're not gonna listen to this and go, oh well, I really like shoegaze. Maybe I should check out Def Heaven because <laughs> it's not. There's not gonna be something there for you. And likewise with black metal. So it's like you'll probably really like it if you like both of those genres on their own.
1: Yeah, I, I also think that that um, like you said, it was a, probably interested. It was probably a, a intro to you when it comes to black metal, like it mm-hmm. uh, ease you into it. Um, I mean, I, I think if you're a fan of extreme music, you'll find something to like about it. Uh, and I hate saying I hate using the term extreme music because it sounds like I'm going to talk about Celtic Frost or something. But like, um, <laughs> but definitely. Mean, like when it comes to newer bands, this is a newer band, um yeah, I mean though they're ten years old, uh they're still making vital music, you know, um they're and they're you know, I, we talk about bands that still make a lot of music, uh Primus, do they still make vital music to you
0: um I think to me, yes, but I feel like Primus fans are kinda not in agreement with me
1: <laughs> oh, you think that the, okay, um yeah, you know, like um. So Dev Heaven are one of those bands that still make uh, still make um I guess important music when mm-hmm. it comes to when it comes to the like the audience like like people were really excited about Ordinary Corrupt Hub, their twenty eighteen record as was I I listened to it uh, I got to work super early one day and um I played it from the speakers on, on my <laughs> computer but uh yeah let's let's get into this so you guys can um you guys can go to Spotify find Roads to Judah and listen to it if you haven't already. Or if you don't give a fuck and you just like to hear the uh, uh, wax poetic about bands we like, you can just wait 10 seconds. But uh, Yeah,
0: well, there will also be, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, I post the playlist, which is the episode followed by the two albums. So you yeah. you do have a chance to listen to them that way.
1: Ryan's made it super easy for you fucks who don't want to do that.
0: Um. <laughs> hey, don't be hostile. Okay, sorry. We're asking people to do homework here.
1: Yeah, that that's the that's the only. That's the, I've heard people mention like homework. I've heard people saying like, like I, I know my brother who listens to this. He likes both these bands. I, I and mean, I think he'll listen to it. But like, there's stuff that you that we've listened to that he just couldn't get into. <laughs> like, happens.
0: Like, this is we're here to help you discover new music, whether that is a good discovery or a bad discovery.
1: Mm-hmm. But again, if you guys have Spotify, you can listen to it. If you don't have Spotify. It's easy to find. It's not hard to find them. Um, anything but Death Heaven, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a whole string on YouTube. Or if mm-hmm. you want to be super cool, go to like a local record store if you buy one. And if they don't have it, you can order it. Because or you can just go deathwishink.com and uh, order from uh, Jacob Band's label. Label anyway.
0: Just full of good uh, advice over here.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I'm just telling you. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, uh, Death Heavens, uh, this is Death Heavens Road to Judah. We'll be back in about ten seconds.
0: And we're back. We're back. at the roads to Judah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what, right at the bat, do you have anything to say about this record?
0: This one is more black metal than it is post-rock or shoegaze. Yeah, I feel like they're really, they're really kind of like hinting at what's to come with yeah. Uh, "Sunbather." Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and, that, and then and uh, I could this this record. I uh, mentioned that they're in a major key. Most of these songs right here are uh, woefully sad. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like and not and not necessarily like a slow like like Leonard Cohen way. I just mean like nihilistically like sad. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, they do kind of fall into. Like, you know, the typical, like, black metal sadness mm-hmm. existential stuff, but there's, they don't really hit on like, you know, the typical things like Satan and yeah. nihilism no, just, and all that yeah. stuff. Like, I think it definitely comes up. I mean, they talk about like, love and things <laughs> like that. Like, it's they Royal step
1: out ships. <laughs> yeah, they,
0: they move away from, I feel like why a lot of people don't like Deaf Heaven is they they have these very strict rules about what makes up black metal and all this stuff, and I love that they they step outside of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there are a few bands that, that apparently Deaf Heaven said they're not the first ones to mix like like black metal and like shoegaze and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I've is got, true. But, I've got but a they're... list.
0: I'll hit you at the end. Ooh, it, so I'm if you enjoyed this, this, I've have got a I've got a list of what I have just kind of called like alt black metal, so that could okay. be more black gaze. It could be stuff that issues a lot of the tropes, um, stuff that's just inspired by it, but still, still worth checking out.
1: Okay, um, so uh, we'll start go we'll track by track, and then we'll talk about it more in depth after that. So for sure, uh, it's four tracks. So we start out with uh, probably my favorite on the whole record, honestly. Uh, vibe. I can see that. Yeah, it's 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 a great intro to what's to come. Like, like uh, Death Heaven. If you don't know who they are, after listening to Violet, you sort of, you sort of get who they are, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it
0: opens with kind of these like droney sounds, found sounds. There were a lot of moments on this album that I felt were very kind of like Godspeed You Black Emperor.
1: Oh, with uh, yeah, I the yeah, choice yeah. of like
0: guitar tone, the choice of how it was played, the the pace of the songs, especially like this one. You get these kind of like. You get the drones and the found sounds, but then also these just kind of like slow, echoey guitars. and. But,
1: but the, it starts out really ominous. You, the, like you were saying, like you get this sort of, like, like you say, Godspeed, it sort of builds up into, like, and you get this really beautiful post-rock piece at the very oh, beginning. Yeah. For like the first four minutes, maybe? Four and a half minutes. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and then uh, the, I, I mentioned that I wrote down the term beautiful stank.
0: <laughs>
1: because you know um and i'll mention that quite a bit because because um the beautiful thing i was saying like a dirty guitar but like very beautifully played um, right and then uh very post rock after that first four and a half minutes then the blast beat comes in
0: yeah which and, um, that's that is a big part of black metal is that blast beat drum beat um but which but, i like i like
1: yeah. blast beat, but um I think the thing is about Def Heaven also is that they do something different. That, um, that so, Carrie McCoy, the guitar player, uh-huh. he always, and this is a typical, I think, of a lot of the best Def Heaven songs, he's still always in some sort of motif or even a melody in the background. Like, he'll have like a, a, like a, a he adds something different. He has a different sonic element besides blast beat and pumping guitar. Um, and it makes it beautiful, if that makes sense. Yeah, beautifully heavy. I guess is the best way to put it.
0: Yeah, I, it's definitely atmospheric, which is a pretty big part of black metal. a lot of it's not super complicated or hard to play, but it's like you get this black metal mixed with the post rock thing, and it it's super atmospheric. I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I think the problem. I think that when it comes to playing it, I have the problem with tremolo picking that that that's hard for me
0: (laughs) yeah but i feel like even then that's like an endurance thing it's like my Uh, arm gets tired anytime i (laughs) try
1: try to do this intro well
0: yeah Um, Uh, uh, oh yeah the black metal part's really cool i like a lot of the lyrics in there i like um what is it why have some gone but we are still here
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, because this song's just
0: kind of about dying it's about death but not in like i'm spooky uh, to me it's about drug abuse and like that's part of, of like, it. I think that's part of like the coping with someone dying.
1: Hmm. Yeah, like and it, it. It talks about like he want. It talks about me wanting to die, or it, he'll only feel good when he dies. That sort of thing. Maybe. Uh, but it, but again, guys, the lyrics are. You if you want to read them, you have to read them. <laughs> like you're not gonna be able to to make them. Uh, you're not gonna be able to figure out by listening to them. Uh, I don't think there's any Death heaven song where you can understand what George Clark is screaming.
0: Right? Yeah, and that is kind of a that is just kind of a thing with metal a lot of mm-hmm. the times is you do kind of need to know what they're saying. Um there's a point later on where like even through not in this song, we'll talk about it later, but um yeah, you you reading along with the lyrics is almost necessary if you wanna know what he's saying. Um but even what he's saying is it's all really well written.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's definitely I feel a, like a lot
0: of this stuff would work on its own, like outside of the the confines of the music, like somebody's just like, yeah. "Oh, look at this poem," and you'd be like, "Oh, what a good poem!" And
1: they did a pretty good job of keeping the music connected, I guess, to like connected to the lyrics when it comes to like, a theme of how it sounds. Like these lyrics fit there, even if you don't know what they're saying, it fits there. Like yeah. the, the the theme like fits it. Not that every every song needs that. Some of my favorite songs don't need that. But uh, I feel like when you're having a hard time figuring out what they're saying, it might be a little bit more important. But mm-hmm. it's a 12 minute song. It's a great opener, um, and it, it there's a break in the middle of it, which I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of.
0: You know. Uh, yeah, it it's almost in like three parts. You have that mm-hmm. early part that's about four and a half minutes. You have a middle section that's it's about five minutes, maybe four minutes. Mm -hmm. but then yeah right about like the nine minute mark it slows way down and it it's all that's when you kind of get the mix of the two first parts because that first part is very just like this is post rock the second part is very this is black metal and then this the last part is like all right well what if we just mix those together you get the post rock meets black metal vibe Um, i
1: I love the lyrics at the end where it says forced in light i am home yeah i mean that's not very black metal at all no definitely (laughs) Um not no, it's it's sort of it's sort of like, it, it, you go at it two ways. Forced in light and like he's he's forced he's forced in there. Like oh, I don't want to see the sun, or you know he's this force of light is healing him in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that I like that I like that line a lot. Um, so
0: I like the part a lot. It the guitars have this sound to them um, with the like. Uh, tremolo picking that sounds like uh I can't think of the name of the song um it's a Godspeed Black Emperor song they'll <laughs> they'll show up more as we yeah. go through this cuz that's it's there's a couple parts that are like so similar to Godspeed stuff I just kept writing like man these are some Godspeed sounding ass guitars
1: <laughs> yeah but the violet doesn't slow um and, and it mm-hmm. it fades out which is yeah yeah and it, and it's sort of to me i thought "To violet was like the thesis of the record to me it's like it 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 brings like if you like violet uh, all of it you'll like all the rest of the record honestly
0: oh yeah i think you're right
1: um then we move into the second track language games
0: uh starts out uh, the shortest on the album
1: yeah and it starts out blast beat right away <laughs> like like there's no intro at all just go straight to it um but it's yeah also- no waiting I know, but it's also it's uplifting. Uh Carrie McCoy again does that thing with the guitar thing, where uh under the uncurrent of the poem the last Beat, you're this uh-huh. uplifting sort of like soaring um, melody, right? Yeah. Um, and and uh it's it's symphonic even, right? And it's it's uh it's hard to explain language. It's, it's a short it's a short song. But what did you get when it comes to lyrics on it, what did you think it was about?
0: I think part of what I was getting from it is, you know, it, it's based a lot in, like, memory and nostalgia, but mm-hmm. not moving beyond it. Like, kind of, you're you're stuck living in that. He says that one line, a prisoner to the past, a ghost of the present. Like, he's so much stuck in his past, dwelling on too much yeah. stuff, thinking about other things that he's not yeah. existing. Harving a shut-in
1: symphony with memories and masturbation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, it, he was sort of saying, like, nostalgia's poisonous, and that and that, or he was stuck in nostalgia, and he doesn't want that anymore. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, the drumming on this song is ridiculous. It's awesome. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I know I, I said I, earlier with black metal, the guitars aren't necessarily hard to play, but the drums are dude, crazy. I, Blast beats are insane.
1: Yeah, I can't. Like, I've I knew this kid um, in high school named Cody Hammer, and I'm going to talk about because he's that, he's an asshole. I don't like him. Not people too. <laughs> and one of the things we used to do is, is, is do you play drums. And one of the things we used to do in his face. Um. So we weren't talking shit bad behind his back. We're talking shit to his face. Is that we do? We basically make the face he does when he does a blast Uh huh. Which just, is what? like Which is just like this scrunched up, like sort of bottom whip out, sort of like, like you know, like that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it'd be like, hey, dude, what's your we blast And we do that like that. <laughs> um, but um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, blast beats are, I can't, I can't imagine drumming the fastest. It's faster than a drum roll, I think,
0: right? Yeah, well, it's almost like doing like a drum roll on, oh, a cymbal, the snare drum, and then doing double bass at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I saw this uh, uh, alternative press cover with this guy um, Godfrey like Hawthorne Heights in one of those um shitty screamo bands. He had a shirt with a double bass pedal, but like the no smoking shine through it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no way we'll fucking play a vehement song without a double, double- or uh, a deaf heaven song without a double bass
0: pedal. Be right. fucking
1: impossible. <laughs> so go fuck yourself with your I against
0: the double bass pedal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this song does have the line deaf to the heavens.
1: Yeah. Like uh, deaf heaven. Yeah. And apparently the term deaf heaven is also in a uh, William Shakespeare sonnet. Yeah. Um,
0: but you said William Shakespeare, and William Shatner popped into my head, and I was like, "Oh shit, man! William is <laughs> <I>, deep." Have
1: <laughs> you
0: ever listened to Shatner stuff? Mm-hmm.
1: What did you? Th- what do you think of it?
0: But I mean, it has its reputation for a reason. <laughs> I,
1: I feel like I, I feel like that. Um, man, I feel like I, I don't. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like Henry Rawls Produced one of his records, I know Ben Folds did produce one of Shatner's records. Oh my god, I know that for a fact. Um, but I feel like the Hero Rollins and Shatner have something in common, but I don't <laughs> know what it is. Mm, whatever, okay. Uh, language games, uh, it's a it's a, it it ends kind of clean, right? Mm-hmm. Clean, there's a clean part and then it goes into pummeling again. Um,
0: but yeah, I song- think this language games is a pretty straightforward metal song.
1: Yeah, it's at least uh, following
0: following Violet.
1: Yeah. It's it's six minutes and forty seven seconds. So in the terms of uh like you said, post rock or or metal songs, kinda short. Yeah. Um but uh I mean like but and when you're thinking about pop songs, this is a long ass song.
0: You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost twice like, as long as a normal pop song.
1: When I think about this, I think like there's only, only one artist that comes to mind when they write long ass songs. And, uh, I mean, besides other metal artists and, and post-rock art artists, yep, we're going, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you're like Rolling Stones around this market, it's the only song I think of on the classic rock radio that reaches that, that, that length, right? Uh-huh. But, um, I, I would be surprised if I ever heard Death Heaven's song on a regular, regular ass radio.
0: I can't yeah. imagine that black metal would sound too good through like radio waves. Yeah, you're It'd right. It'd probably just like, sound like static.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean I have satellite radio, mm-hmm. but uh, and I and I think the only station they would play Dev Heaven on is like Octane or some shit.
0: Um, <laughs> but they're too busy chugging their gamer fuel.
1: Yeah, ch- chugging their gamer fuel. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, like like if you are the new Slipknot, it's it's killer, man, it's killer. <laughs> and you uh, know, uh, I guess no disrespect to Slipknot, but they're not my thing. Uh,
0: I've never actually given them a shot. I think I listened to like i've heard like two of their songs it was kind of like you know what no thanks
1: wait and bleed right
0: <laughs> i don't know probably i've oh psychosocial i've heard that one
1: uh, okay <laughs> yeah i mean there are a lot of people out there like slipknot and i bet there are some listeners out there that that think you Slipknot are, are not as bad as chris and ren say they are and you're the they- only
0: one saying they're bad Okay. Don't drag me into okay. your beef with Slipknot. They're not as bad <laughs> as this,
1: as this shithead Chris. I mean, he's the one listening to k Fire. Like, yeah, that Ryan high. guy
0: knows what's going on, though.
1: <laughs> he's not talking <laughs> shit at all. Um, <laughs> then we uh, get thrown into the third song, and we're it.
0: little over nine minutes. So yeah, we're back. It, we're back out of Rolling Stones range.
1: And this is a song that's pretty clearly about relationships, right?
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Even with a name, like, like it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not necessarily like, um, what's that, what's that term for the, and it's not incel at all, right? No. <laughs> but, but when you think unrequited, you think you know someone who loves you, or you, someone you love, but won't love you back at least the way you want them to. Yeah. Um, this song, slow beginning again, right? And then. Blast beat, which I wrote in all caps as it comes in there. Yeah, breakdown. I think this
0: one has my favorite blast beat on it because there's like, you would think that they would all sound the same since you're kind of doing the same motion, but mm-hmm. he he really hits the pocket on this one and it it matches the music perfectly. It,
1: it, about halfway through the song, uh, it's the first time you hear a of do a sort of breakdown to a more like I, I guess a more traditional drum beat. Yeah, you know, so the people that want to want to like nod their head, they can do that. Uh, it would be ridiculous to nod your head to any of the blast beats, unless you're doing that thing that, you know, where you're, you have long hair and you're shaking your head around like a fucking... Yeah, or like uh, spinning your hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you done that yet? Have you tried to do that?
0: No, I should, though. Get I think... my brain I think to bounce around it, to my skull a little bit.
1: It hurts a little bit, man.
0: I've just, oh, I bet. You know, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, and you see those dude's in the... You know, with their hair just spinning it around, you're like, that's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: but... Uh, but if I'm you had the hair now, to do it use my neck.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, do K Kerry mm. Car- McCoy, the guitar player, he has like a chill-it going. Uh, constantly like a, like a chili bowl size mullet mixed together. <laughs> it, it's I, I don't I I can't like I feel stupid talking about the fashion of this band. But they Carrie McCoy's hair and then something that George Clark has done since the second record. And the second time I saw it live, and I thought it was pretty fucking lame. He stopped at S and M shop and got black gloves and uh-huh. sunglasses, and he's worn those for every single show I've seen seen since. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's that's the thing you do live. I think it's kind of fucking lame, but the great live. I've seen him like three or four times, four times. Uh, you seen him live, right? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh really? Not yet. Mm. Cause the last time I came through Kansas City it was at the uh, at the Granada in the Lawrence. Right. Yeah, it took a took a friend of mine and uh there was a guy who was a uh, there was a guy in the pit who was he was like hardcore dancing and getting pretty close to fucking knocking dudes out, right? Like 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 he was had no disregard he had no regard for people around him. And he got the guy that was doing that nearly got his ass beat. Several times, like oh, I bet, <laughs> like yeah, like like you know, because there are girls next to the Pit that you know the people are their girlfriends, and this dude nearly fucking uh, knocking a girl out. And so, uh, what a lot of people did is they formed a pit, this guy was around, and people when they come near him, they just fucking knocked the fucker to the ground, give him a slide across the floor, and the guy obviously was not phased by this. Um,
0: <laughs> he was having the time and, of his life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, he got, he nearly got kicked out. Uh, people nearly fought and tried to get kicked out. But it it showed it, show-ended. and I was telling my buddy who I went with. I'm like, man, that guy who was newly he had dis- disregard for someone else, was an asshole. And he was like, no, man, that guy was having a good time, and it's just something we couldn't agree about, <laughs> like, like <laughs> something we couldn't agree on. That I thought the guy was an asshole for doing this, and he thought the guy was just having a blast.
0: Which if nobody will join in with you, you're being an asshole.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. And um, I should have said that, but uh, <laughs> at the time I was like, I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? Really, like, but i had a good time to show this one. um but because uh, i was okay um, unrequited yeah unrequited uh it's a, it's it's yeah it's a uh it's
0: about someone really fucked up breakup right um, yeah or at least he he wasn't having a good time
1: yeah he hate like it, you could tell the sort of self-loathing i love that it says the
0: last line that i hate myself for it yeah and is, then i hated myself yeah you love that stuff right like, oh yeah like, it's Saying the same thing, but it means different stuff.
1: Yeah. So like it's about like sort of being with this person and you cannot let go. Right? Yeah. And as much as you want to, you can't. And you know, uh I I, I can't necessarily say I've felt this way as strongly as he did, but I get it. Right. You know, I I get
0: I get um doing It's not an entirely hate. unrelatable song.
1: No, no, it's not. <laughs> they don't have to be unrelatable. That's what makes songs songs so great is you can relate to it. Um, but yeah, he's talking about things he hates and why he did the, the things he did. That he hated is because he hated himself. <laughs> you know, like and like I uh, I do love that. Um, yeah, add those two words makes it totally different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like a lot of lyrics on here. Like, there's the bowing to the monolith of grief.
1: Yeah, yeah. What a metal!
0: <laughs> like that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got some stuff in there about, like, Summer's Night and Winter's Hell, and I don't yeah. know. It just... It had some cool stuff. I think this song was actually my favorite on the album.
1: Oh, yeah, you liked uh, I what, Yeah, I did, it,
0: yeah. It's a big uh, one. I thought the lyrics, were, the lyrics were really cool, at least with, like, referencing back to itself. Like, the Summer's Night and Winter's Hell aren't next to each other, but it's, like, you get this almost, like, passage of time, this change of seasons. There's a lot of lyrics in there about, you know, feeling cold, and I don't know. It was... It was just interesting to read through and listen through and it's got and it ha- solid, it has, solid riffs.
1: It has classic uh, Death Heaven structure, you know? Mm-hmm. It you know, they, they gotta fit the post metal in there somewhere and uh, Carrie did it in this one. But uh man, I'm trying to think about like they said they wrote this on acoustic guitar. And I think thinking they're just taking they hang out in Carrie's shitty apartment with an acoustic guitar, and, like, George, go ahead and sing uh, (laughs) or scream over this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine living above them, just hearing an acoustic guitar, just doing this, holding a single note for a while while some dude just screams his brains out?
1: (laughs) Over here, (laughs) tremolo-picking. God. All right, uh, let's move on to the closing track.
0: Yeah, Tunnel of Trees. Cool Cool, cool title. Yeah. Cool
1: title. It, It definitely brings the imagery of, like, of a dark forest and just a tunnel. But, yeah, um, there's a
0: lot of, like, uh, scary nature imagery.
1: Yeah, I put fantasy mixed with the grotesque, mm-hmm. you know? Because I use the term, like, uh, bliss-free ignorant insanity, you know? Yeah,
0: but you've uh, also no. got, like, tsunami of death, roaring yeah, yeah. river of blood. <laughs>
1: yeah, but uh, hopeless godless cathedral, mm. you know? So, a so little, little, sort of, like, a, you know a yeah, back and forth
0: yeah um, and we were talking about it earlier trying to pick up lyrics while the person's like screeching or screaming whatever this is um this was the only one that i felt like the lyrics were a bit garbled like even while reading along i was just like what what oh, what do, part are we you're, on like you're, i get can- yeah, you you're
1: the exact yeah i'm the exact same way i was like i was like what what did i miss like
0: like, yeah where are we in in this singing like it's like are is he not singing with the right amount of syllables like what's happening
1: yeah i'm trying to figure out like uh i feel like that he was figuring out his vocal patterns because that's all you can do when you're a screamer or a shrieker is just have like a, a least interesting vocal patterns and i couldn't quite get it here but i i do i do know that there's an underlying melody with the guitar that comes to this like like um uh the beautiful snake put a beautiful blast beat in this too. Like, like they make the uh, blast beat parts in these songs very beautiful. You know, yeah. under it, yeah. There's a there's like some sort of beautiful undercurrent. Like you said, that like this song, all these songs on here are pretty uh, metal, but there's some beauty to it, and it's hard to explain for someone who thinks you're just screaming. Yeah, like my 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 wife does not like death of it one hundred percent. All right, but uh. I don't. I don't know if I can her the beauty that's under it. Yeah, maybe see. you should try again. Yeah, like, come <laughs> here. Sit down in the basement. Where I'm gonna put on some bather, and you gotta. You gotta tell me you don't like
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> no, babe, the beauty. Don't you hear it?
1: <laughs> I mean, how do you think your your fiance will react to it? Oh, she heaven?
0: would fucking hate it.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm trying to. Um. I hadn't had dinner yet, so. I'm... Trying to stick with one beer per record, so. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really like, there's a part in this uh, right before, like, the drowning the life part. Mm-hmm. It sound, I I know I keep harping on it, but, like, I'm positive they're quoting a Godspeed song. They have, it sounds so,
1: <laughs> it sounds
0: so much like it.
1: Yeah, dude, uh, Godspeed, they've been around forever. I've listened to Lift Your Skinny Fist to the Antenna, right?
0: Lift Your Skinny Fist in the Air like antennas, something like yeah,
1: that, yeah. I, I I've heard that in the background at so many places I've been to, mostly with my brother.
0: But, um, uh, I'm more of an F sharp, A sharp, infinity kind of guy.
1: How do you feel about Luciferian Towers? It was good. Yes, it's fine record. I like their new uh-huh. stuff.
0: Uh,. I mean, I have, I have most of their albums, except the ones, like, after their comeback.
1: Did I tell you that's what um, Mill sent me for Apocalypse?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's a good right, album. Uh, ba-
1: back to Tunnel Trees. Um, yeah. It has an ominous tone. I think it's it, reminiscent of the opener, right? I think I feel like near the end when they have the... When they're ending it, and I feel like it... I mean, it ends with this squealy guitar. But I right. feel like there's a callback to... to um, to violet in it,
0: maybe there is. Maybe it's.
1: Did you cyclical. hear that at all?
0: I don't know if I'm familiar enough with the tracks to be able to kind of like hear it, because mm. I'm not listening to them side by side, and this being the first time I've ever listened to it. <laughs> um, but I completely believe you, and I feel okay. like they. I feel like it's something they would do. I feel like it's a. It's a technique used in like post rock and stuff like that, which they quote, and they obviously have some uh affinity for
1: yeah I, ma- I imagine if we brought up uh godspeed they'd be like fuck yeah and we say oh, yeah. it the Sky, they'd be like fuck yeah <laughs> i feel <laughs> like that that we'd hear a lot of fuck yeahs" for bands that were listing here um but uh at the end it breaks into a cacophony of shit and it's wheel guitar at the end i i like this record a lot mm-hmm. it's not it's not as good as the other stuff it's but it, um but I, it's a, it's my introduction, so I have a, it holds a special place in my black heart for this record. Right. <laughs> um, um, what were your thoughts on on uh, Roads to Judah?
0: I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, hearing it after Sunbather and after their new ordinary corrupt human love. Yeah, or, I, can't, I can I can remember the order of the words. It Don't does. I hate that.
1: I hate that when when the, uh, uh, a thing is so. It, it, it means the same, mixed up. Like, there's a, there's a movie called "You're Never Really Here," uh huh, and then another movie called "Like You Were Here." Like, and I'm like, I don't even know which order it goes in now. So, right, but, um,
0: <laughs> but uh, it. Ever, so like, I yeah, liked this one, but it did leave me wanting some of what they experimented with later. Sunbather,
1: it is, is is my favorite record by them. I will say that.
0: Yeah, and. It, this one needed to exist for them to go on and do Sunbather, but I did like this. Like it's, it's definitely more kind of on the traditional black metal side. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it, I mean, it's still I like black metal. I like, still, I uh, like the two things that Sunbather are included. it's,
1: pl- it's also a plenty experimental enough to make those purists upset. <laughs>
0: um, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. uh So um when it comes to order of Death Heaven albums, this is. Number okay, so number one sunbather, Number two, uh tied with number one is New Bermuda. Then Ordinary Corrupt Team Love, then this one. Mm-hmm. I like all their records. Um which is hard to say with a lot of bands. But right. all their records have their place in my uh, record collection. And so I'm I'm glad this one I'm glad I'm glad I got to pull this one out.
0: Yeah. Uh, this was cool. Let me hit you. If we're done talking about this one, let me hit you with my alt black metal list. I'm Unless you got to anything it. to add. I'm ready to hear it. Cool. So, um, there's Wolves in the Throne Room. Yeah. My okay. favorite of theirs is Thrice Woven. Okay. You've got... Uh, if you want something closer to what Death Heaven does, there's Alceste.
1: Alceste, okay.
0: Which, um, I don't speak French, but... A de Lune... That's, okay. there it is with the spanish accent um <laughs> yeah I was, I was like that's weird uh, that's a weird way to put that <laughs> um but they're they're probably who deaf heaven is referring to when they're like people have done this before us alcest did it before Death heaven um yeah
1: do you listen to alcest and
0: i do they've uh, kind of done the opeth thing where mm-hmm. they're known for a certain thing <laughs> like opeth is known for their like we're progressive death metal and then now they're like we're doing 70s rock. All right.
1: <laughs> oh, Alcest, so they dip around a lot. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, Alcest, it's like they did two albums in kind of like the black gaze genre, but now they're like, uh, they've like lightened up a little bit. They just did like a full on just like shoegaze album not too long ago. Their newest album dips back into kind of like the black gaze stuff, but it, they're just like, we're going to do whatever we want. Um, I think I need
1: to I do a deep dive into into shoegaze. Because like, uh, I think the, the only really shoe of uh, record I love is Loveless. Yeah. Um but I I need to do I, you know, apparently their name is a Death End's name is a is a um homage to Slowdive.
0: I don't I don't hear it, but I don't fine. either. But sure. Yeah. I believe them. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got the band Kralis and their album
1: Oh yeah, Kralis.
0: Diotima. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diotima. They pronounce it both ways on the album. Yeah. So
1: Oh, you're like you're like Make up your fucking mind, man.
0: Yeah, um, um, I mean, I guess there's liturgy. I don't like them, but some people swear by them.
1: I I, I think the thing I, I think it's the lyrics. I, I I like George Clark's vocals. I don't like liturgy's vocals.
0: Me neither. Um, and then my favorite Ko Dot album is called Hubardo, which is like Ko Dot. Is
1: that going to show up on on a list at some point?
0: Definitely, it's long okay. though, so I'm I'm holding <laughs> off on it until. But it's until like it's almost like an hour and a half to, long. Maybe. Oh, long.
1: you're waiting to puni- You're waiting to punish me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it on vinyl? Oh yeah. So is what three discs?
0: Yep. <laughs> Very nice dark blue. Uh, it's is, a really is, cool is, album, but it's like yeah, you know. Does weird it feel all A-O three dot? discs? Does
1: it feel oh, all yeah. three discs? Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, I have a uh, explosions in the sky vinyl, and it it fills up. Uh, it's two discs, right? But one side is just like an etching
0: Oh yeah, know? I've got one and, of those
1: Oh, you sound like you don't like
0: that No, I like it, it's cool <laughs> Okay um, <laughs> I, Like, I I don't mind it Okay, fair I think etching's um, cool, at least they did something with the open side Yeah,
1: instead of just having nothing there Right uh, dude, Whenever I get a record, I always look at the etching In the inner part of the uh, of the record To see if there's a message there Sometimes there isn't, sometimes there is, and a lot of times if there is a message, it makes no sense. That's right. nothing to the record. Yeah. But uh yeah, that was that was um that was Death Heaven Rose Judah, and then Ryan's uh incomplete list of all blackma black metal bands. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh first
0: before you mention your record, I want you to give me your run-ups. Do you have your runner-ups. I did. I have a lot. Um Okay. The thing that was kind of keeping me. From a lot of these is there was one I was almost like definitely gonna do, mm-hmm. but which was "Hold Your Horses" by uh, Hella.
1: Hella, okay.
0: It's instrumental. It's kind of math rock, jazzy thing. It's okay. very much its own thing that I'm gonna force you to listen to at some point. Sure. But I wasn't sure how much we'd be able to say about it because it's kind of like ten tracks and they're more or less kind of the same thing. And it's instrumental, so we can't even really break down lyrics or anything. So it's like we're we're gonna get like ten minutes of conversation out of this album.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's. I mean, we were able to do a full length episode with Sun, right?
0: Yeah, I guess that's that's true. It's a drone record, you know. Which okay, well then I want to change mine. (laughs) (laughs) Do do it, Val. Do it. Um, Then there was mirrored by battles.
1: Okay. which is a great
0: one. The only reason I didn't pick that one is uh, there are other Battles albums I like more that I would um, that I would want to talk about, and I don't want to just overload our podcast with Battles albums.
1: I feel like we, we're going to talk about Gloss Drop at some point, aren't we?
0: Yeah, 100%. Okay. Um, then there was Age of Winters by The Sword, which was competing with this one, but I feel like the one I picked is more important overall. Oh yeah, and then there's Mellis' first album.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna explore more Tara Terramellos like cause
0: it's cool. If you're gonna listen to their first album, I have to insist that you listen to it all in one sitting. Okay, uh, including the last track, which is a like 20 minute like noise track.
1: Okay, fair enough. I'll do it. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not Too hard for me.
0: But it's all. Not- it's, it's again. It's similar to Hella's thing in that it's it's an instrumental math rock album.
1: Okay. I mean, you and I have pretty open minds, um, when it comes to listening to music. Part of the reason we do this podcast I think is to keep our minds open.
0: Yeah. Well the reason I do it is to try to annoy you with my picks.
1: Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's really hard to know me when I'm listening to something I haven't heard before. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, like for example, I I want I wanna find um I wanna upset you and find King Crimson's red on vinyl like if I, if I come across it, i'm getting it and if oh, there's I two know. copies if there's two copies i might get you the second copy or i might just get buy one and keep it for myself
0: we'll dude i almost had a ch- had the chance this is in my record store back in boulder colorado um what was in the, the record store by the way uh this was albums on the hill okay great record store But there was a time I went in there that they had gotten a bunch of used vinyl in, and they're like, "Hey, like if you buy something today, you can just have a record for free." One of the records that they had for free was King Crimson's Red, but I was like, "Oh, I have this on CD. I'm gonna get something different,"
1: (laughs) and I kick myself
0: like every day because I wanted—I still want it.
1: So uh, I want to mention good record stores in Dallas. There are three. Um, there's Docs of Vinyl, which is not my favorite, but one of my favorites. There's Good Records, which is a a great record store in downtown Dallas. We're right across from the Taco Bana down Greenville Avenue, and I I've gotten drunk many times on that on that street, uh-huh. wishing Good Good Records was open past ten. Not though. And then weirdly enough, they have a Josie down there. Like have a Josie and Casey. Oh, that's exact cool. same exact same thing. Um, but. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Josie and Casey when I moved here. So, but it wouldn't have changed anything because I didn't move here for record stores. I moved here because my wife got a job here. Uh, regardless, Um, yeah, so, but uh, Good Records is my was my place in Dallas. Here oh, that's cool. it is. Here is Mills. And I, I go and I slept in records with Merritt just to talk to the clerk, really. She's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really knowledgeable. Um. If I stop there, I definitely, I do get something. But yeah, I I think, I think Casey has really good record stores. I honestly.
0: think so too. And they're all, they're all good about different things. So it's nice to kind of visit them all.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but what is the record you brought in? Today?
0: I went with Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables by the Dead Kennedys. <sighs>
1: Dude, I love the Dead Kennedys, but, um. I'm only really i am going to be honest. I'm only really familiar with this record, and then also uh, Nazi Punk's "Fuck Off," which good song. I—it's a good song, but um.
0: Well, at some point, give, I got to make you listen to "Plastic Surgery Disasters," which is their follow-up to this one, and I—I uh, I beat you to it, by the way. Oh, you listened to it? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> it's great.
1: Yeah, why don't you uh why don't you give me uh, the folks at home a little rundown
0: on the Dead Kennedys. Punk band Extraordinaires. They are. They were formed in nineteen seventy eight. Released Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables in nineteen eighty, and then now it like since its release has kind of sat in the like top ten punk albums of all time. Like it's one of the most important. It's amazing. Uh, I think
1: that the, I think they're they're also I think they're one of the bands that, that when people think hardcore punk they think that candidates.
0: Yeah, I mean they. They weren't like the inventors of it, but they definitely like ushered in that harder punk sound. 1980s, yeah. Yeah. Um so we've got, at least on this album, lead singer Jelly Biafra, mm-hmm. guitar player East bay Ray, bass player Klaus Floride, and the drummer just known as Ted. And then on a few songs, uh rhythm guitar player and original one of the original members of the band for only like eight months, 6025. Yeah. Um, who had a really weird influence on the band, which we'll get into when we start talking about the actual songs. Yeah. Because um, he wrote two of the songs on the album, and it's very clear which songs he wrote. <laughs> his like his voice and what he talks about in the songs, and the way that at least one of the song, no, both songs actually sound like, are very just like. This is so different.
1: So, uh, what 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 is it important for people to know about uh, Dead Kings, Like um, their history.
0: Um, I mean, they had a lot of stuff going on. There's, they ushered in, you know, hardcore punk stuff, which I already mentioned. Um, they
1: they're had- very political.
0: Very political, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. So, so fair warning before this, we're going to get political because it's impossible to not talk politics Uh when talking about Dead Kennedys, especially with how uh, how relevant many of the lyrics still are. Yeah, fucking forty years later, Um, they they had a uh, indecency suit put against them for their album Franken Christ because they had a poster put in it that had wieners on it.
1: Yeah, it was uh actually um It's an HR like Giger painting. H. R. Giger, yeah, you guys know who HR Giger is. He uh he designed the alien for alien. Man. Yeah. <laughs> all those yeah, all those creatures that kinda of look like penises. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> he was that guy.
0: <laughs> um the band did have a falling out at some point, um, I think because Gelebre Alpha was holding back royalties. At least that's yeah. alleged, but they won... I mean, the rest of the band won in court, so there had to have been some sort of evidence, but the jury's still out on that one in the public consciousness, and now yeah. the Kennedys are back together, but they're not with Jello Biafra. With, so why
1: even fucking go see him, right? Like, that,
0: to but me, they're that's not even like, They're not even writing new music. They're just playing their old songs. Yeah, I think Afra Biafra yeah. is referred to them as just a cover band now.
1: That, to me, that's what they are. Without Jello, why would I go see him?
0: Yeah, yeah. and then basically they won the rights to dead kennedy's music and they have more or less just been i they have an album called milking the sacred cow which uh, this is afterwards that they the group of people who won the rights released a greatest hits album called milking the sacred cow and it's like man that is way too self-aware that you don't know what's going on, so it's like I feel like they're fully admitting, like, yeah, we're just going to make a fuckload of money off of this and do barely yeah, anything.
1: And, and I'm I'm looking at stuff that they've done since Joe has nothing to do with it, and it's just it's just fucking ridiculous. That, um, because it okay, so I, I think it's really East Bay Ray versus Joe Biafra Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, let me let me talk a little about uh, Dick Haynes. So I was a big, big, big fan of Fresh Fruit Growing Vegetables. I think the first show I ever played, I was wearing a Dick Cheney's shirt, um, and I, I I had a hard th- and this is before like Napster was a big thing. I Had a hard time finding the rest of the records. Honestly, mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't find I couldn't find any other Dick Cheney's fucking anywhere. Um, and I, I wore it out I wore down Fresh Fruit Riders on the CD until it wouldn't play anymore. So I went to the record store, and I had twenty bucks, and I could buy Fresh Fruit again. Or I get by Sufjan Stevens, Illinois, <laughs> and I was there with a the friend. He's like, "Get Sufjan Stevens," and so I did, and I just, I just, I haven't listened to Dead Kings since then until just recently, since I got Spotify. Damn. And I for and to me, Fresh Fruit for our Vessels is a
0: better record than that.
1: <laughs> um, like no. Nah. Than
0: Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> yeah, I, mean,
1: I really like Illinois. A lot of people will, will be like, "What the fuck, really?" but uh, I do think dead King's they they influenced me politically a lot yeah they influenced me they influenced like the sneering too I got going on <laughs> um, <laughs> and so uh dead Kings, I love this record I do I love I love fresh for our vegetables
0: yeah I um, love this one I love plastic surgery disasters and I love Franken Christ I'm not a big fan of bedtime for democracy bedtime for democracy because that one's that they kind of swung back to just kind of being a hardcore punk band for that one um they are really I,
1: experimental with the uh, with the other two didn't they
0: yeah they kind of like longer songs weirder structures weirder playing like franken christ is such a weird album but i love it um and then even their give me convenience or give me death like b-sides release that has some really solid songs on it okay do you
1: uh do you want to are, are you ready or do you i'm ready uh, i
0: think we should Break into this guy. Give okay, people good. their 10 seconds to go find it wherever you can.
1: Fresh Fruit for Riding Vegetables by Dead Kennies. Go to Spotify. It's there. You can listen to it.
0: And that's that. We that's did it. That, that, that's
1: that. That's Dead a uh, Fresh Fruit for Ryan Vegetables. Um, so uh, anyone who listens to Dead Kennies right away will recognize... J.L. Biafra's voice to me, he set one of the most um, iconic hardcore punk voices ever.
0: Yeah, because um. he's not like really yelling or anything. He's doing just like this weird vibrato, but it's yeah, great. Yeah, he's
1: got, he's got this waveriness.
0: Yeah. Um, he's got this sneering, wavering,
1: snotty, voiceful attitude. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Full <laughs> if, of guys, if you guys do, know, don't know, if you're in a punk band, you don't really need talent. You just need attitude. Um, (laughs) But luckily, Joe has both. (laughs) Um, I think everybody in this
0: band is really talented.
1: Oh, yeah, East Bay Ray for sure. And even if you don't agree with his politics, he's got such a, uh, or his um, his behavior, which is like most people, but uh, he's got such a signature style that I feel like he brought in another genre himself, just his guitar playing. Like he brought in surf punk. Like he's yeah, because really it's song. very
0: like reverbed out and surfy, and yeah, he does a lot of he does a lot of surf techniques in punk music. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but right the, off uh, the bat, first uh, song, "Kill the Poor," "Kill the Poor." It gives you this. It you know, the last album kind of had a thesis statement. This one does the same thing where. A lot of their stuff is sung with just, like, strong sarcasm, strong satire. Like, he's oh, so not it, actually saying kill the poor, he's...
1: I think every song in this record, e- even even the cover, I think every song in this record is tongue-in-cheek.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read that this one is very similar to... It's not a song, but it's a book called The Modest Proposal,
1: mm-hmm, which... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I read that on Genius, um, but Jonathan I mean, Swift. I see it. If you want to know about this kind of satire, that one, that book is about like, what do we do with all these children that are in poverty? We just in uh,
1: Ireland. Yeah, yeah, it was in Ireland. It's a it's a pamphlet by Jonathan Swift. I read in high school and uh, I, it's always stuck with me. Um,
0: but yeah, it's it's a very, very, very similar vibe. So in the song, it's just like, oh, well what do we do now? The crime rate's really high. Let's just kill everybody.
1: And really what they're talking about, they, they mentioned the neutron bomb, which is like the second line. Uh-huh. And a uh, neutron bomb was in the public consciousness a lot during the early days because of Thatcher and Reagan and all that shit. They were all about the neutron bomb. Um, because it it had the nuclear fallout without actually ruining the environment part of it. Like, mm-hmm. the like neutron bomb, basically what it is, is it's a low-yield nuclear weapon. It... It gets everyone within the vicinity. Fucking, they die of new radiation poisoning. But the half life is not near as long as the actual nuclear explosion. So, uh, right. or like a hydrogen bomb. So that when people would use it, they quick, and clean. The,
0: quick and clean, quick and clean,
1: and gets things done. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's very. There's very very 80s things like talking about Jane Fonda because Jane Fonda is known for being a liberal. Uh, she was one of those people that really protesting the Vietnam War. Yeah. um
0: but using but having her on TV to convince uh liberals yeah to convince the liberals that it's cool to kill the poor
1: I I do think that uh o he's very he's very um political but I also think that he spears every party that's in in power every single political party that's at least in the. US because that's what the that's where he's from yeah like he he doesn't like any of them but sorry he has he has um, ideals that I think are perfect for punk rock. Oh, and, definitely. Uh, a lot of people would be like, "Well, punks about not having rules, just playing fucked up music, man." And I, 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 I agree to a point, but then you, you, there's a point we have Nazi punks, which are not uh, cool. You know? Yeah. And then uh, Joe has made queer in later records that for Nazi punks to fuck off. Yeah,
0: because um, they were having an influx of Nazi punks at shows, and they were like. Nope.
1: <laughs> the eighties was a lot where people were like, even like, like, you, like you know, there were people with names like Joey Gestapo and shit like that. And um, the, the at the time it was just the right time for people to shock people by using Nazi imagery and Nazi shit. Right. But um, but I think that um, I think that Jello saw through that and thought it was more damaging than than helping
0: the shock factor of it. I guess. Right. Because um, so there at, were people at, who were like embracing it too, and it's like. How is it punk rock to embrace fascism?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like the opposite. Like uh unless you screwdriver, which in that case Yeah. You know. And there's still people out there that, that I think that, that defense screwdriver. Like their first trick, it's good men, but uh <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't. But uh, yeah, I
0: but, feel like Dead Kennedys are kind of, at least in this year, are in that echelon of band similar, to like Rage Against the Machine, where people mm-hmm who are not for the politics that you know dead kennedy's and jellyby offer have are like what mm-hmm. they're political
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 interesting i saw no effects once i've seen it several times but there's one guy that says like stop talking about politics and he's like what the fuck do you talking about no effects are a political band yeah. <laughs> like that's what the that's what fat mike said on mike no literally no. but uh he was like, what do you like I'm a, uh, we're a political band and if you think that uh, dead Kennedys are, are not political, you obviously haven't listened to any lyrics to them. Like, yeah. they're all politics and um and they're all and I wanna say dangerous. I think they're dangerous in a good way.
0: Yeah. You know? But also if you think stuff on here is not tongue in cheek, you need to reevaluate. Like if you're listening to Dead Kennedy's going like we should kill the poor <laughs> get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> uh do you wanna move on to the next song?
0: Yeah, so this song was written by that uh, six oh five or six oh two five.
1: It's a pretty nihilistic song.
0: It's so weird. Um,
1: it, it's also it's also a song that like it's obviously I, I was like Joe didn't write this, um, right? But it's also like like it's pretty. Uh, he's he was schizophrenic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the song is about you know I don't need your way of life, uh, you know this world brings down It talks about basically wanting to die. Uh, I knew it was not Joe right away. Um, listening to it, like, after looking, I'm like this is not like him,
0: uh, <laughs> but it's a good song. It's a great, right? I, I pretty much like almost every song on this album, uh, but the ones know. written by six Oh two five are the ones that stand out the most. Like I really, really like those. And it's, it is a bummer sometimes mm-hmm. that he left the band. Um, but yeah, I really I like this, this song. It's
1: this to me is like what the hardcore scene personified. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Like it talks about how need your way of life, how need this fucking world. It's this it's world like, brings
0: this, me down.
1: Yeah. It's it, it's I mean the lyrics are great, um, but uh it's it to me like the 80s hardcore scene. I I used I used to idolize everyone in a fucking little black flag, I love, little minor threat. I read a book called American Hardcore. I couldn't wait for the movie American Hardcore. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but, but, yeah, early Hardcore is about, you know, fucked up kids finding an outlet. But, I mean, a lot of it was really fucking violent, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think Dead King is probably playing, when they played shows, that was no exception. I'm sure there, people were getting the shit kicked out of them while, while Joe was up on stage in a uh, sleeveless, too short shirt screaming about um, the government. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh it's a good song Looking forward to death i never really uh, reg- i mean for people who have i guess suicidal thoughts you could probably relate to it but i don't think that what this song's really that much about
0: no definitely not but it's uh,
1: it's a it's a it's a classic um hardcore song like in the way of hardcore songs this is a hardcore song yeah <laughs> uh
0: which then brings us to when you get drafted
1: which is uh a uh a fucking <laughs> a for song that ever was one.
0: Yeah. Um, like talking about the reasons why uh we go to war. So we've got economy is looking bad, let's start another war, fan the flames of racist hatred. You yeah, know, I just mean, really any reason.
1: And one hundred percent true, man. Like like Still like, uh, relevant somehow. Still relevant. Oh yeah, I mean uh the way to kickstart economy is to start a war, save so all these Uh, corporations pumping out weapons, bombs.
0: Uh, I think Halliburton probably was saved by the Iraq war. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a conversation that was happening in like 2016 when like, uh, North Korea was mad at us. A lot of people were gung ho that it would solve our economic issues. And it's like, I'm sure there's all all
1: sorts of of sheds out there also talking about how they're Asian and do making all these horrible Asian jokes. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, what I thought was interesting, their choruses are all different, by the way. And I'm sure you're, you're enjoying that. Yep, Each course has, And so uh, there's just a, there's a line that I think that, no, Fugazi actually referenced. It says what business wants, big business gets. And there's a line in um, Cash Out, off the first record, of the argument, which we've talked about. Um, it says that what development wants, development gets. Yeah. And I mean, I I I find it hard to believe that someone who is so tied to their hardcore scene didn't didn't think about that when they wrote that line.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: but uh, yeah, this this song is about when you get drafted. If you get drafted, uh, did you do you remember signing up to get for the uh, signing up at eighteen to be in the draft? Did it happen again?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: I remember doing that too. And my dad was like, "You have to go do that, otherwise they'll find you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And uh, But now I'm 34. I hate saying that, but I'm 34, and I'm too old to get drafted now.
0: Good. You know? So now you can sit around the list of the dead Kennedys all day. How
1: old are you? 29?
0: Yep. Uh, you're almost too old to get drafted. Almost. Damn. Well, hopefully, a war doesn't start in the next three weeks.
1: Uh, oh, oh! your birthday's in three weeks? Yeah. Cool, man.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, this song also has a really cool guitar solo. Mm hmm. It's oh yeah, pretty, pretty easy, but it I don't know. It's it's just cool it's sounding. It's spooky.
1: It still sounds spooky, right? Yeah. It's at the spooky sort of Halloween feeling to it. It's a woo,
0: da, da, da. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, keeping keeping stuff modern and issues that are still happening. We move on to yeah. Let's Lynch the Landlord. The rent is
1: too damn high. that's that's how i got from this song
0: well Uh, i think a lot of it is what it's stuff we're kind of seeing now where it's like the quarantine started and people are still like no we're collecting rent it's like well i don't have a job and it's like well then you don't have a home like just no no empathy no sympathy even though there's mandated rent freezes
1: i want to mention that this song and kill the poor have kind of kind of like like cheery sounding sort of like like Sort of like like celebratory almost, right? Like uh, uh, this song, like is sort of like it's the sort of song the record. Um, uh, when it comes to like you know you're sort of like dan da, na 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 but uh, yeah, I like this song quite a bit. Me too. Um, it's a fun song, and it, it's not doesn't have a chorus at all, right? I guess it does. It just kind of has like the
0: chanting, like the let's lynch the land. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh. Did do you did you do you ever have a landlord?
0: Yeah. He's cool though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah your next
0: door neighbor is pretty cool. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> I've never had a landlord. I well, I've had someone I paid rent to. I guess she was a landlord. You've I ever- think
0: it counts. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm here. Sorry. There was a cop car scooting by, so I needed <laughs> my mic while you were talking. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, He did he dropped off. Um no, um yeah, I mean they say things like uh, uh I tell him to turn on the wire, I tell him to turn on the heat Tells me all oh, you ever explained yet. Then they search the place when I'm not here, which is uh, uh, Jello is very, very. Uh, he 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 believes the government's out to get him, which knowing <laughs> looking at what uh, he uh, has gone through as a professional record label um, executive guy, yeah, <laughs> like I think that it's not unfair to think the government was out to get Jello Biafra.
0: He was also he also ran for mayor of San Francisco at some point.
1: Yeah, during uh during uh, this record, and uh, he got I think a, a sizable amount of the vote. Oh, I bet. Yeah, because he 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 talked about how he talked about uh, outlawing cars within San Francisco city limits. He talked about um, holding public uh, officials accountable. I think like like throwing like garbage at them in the town <laughs> or that sort of thing. Which hey man, all about it. Uh, but uh, this is. This is um, mm-hmm. the what's so sad the is a pretty fun song, uh, and it, it I it it's true. I mean, it, uh, people still live in squalor. Oh and yeah, I'm sure that the, and, and it, get I bet too much you, for rent. And you live in L.A. Oh. and you get the shittiest apartment what? for yeah, for nine nine hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> you know, you know, and I see. I work. I like at houses in my job, and it could be a it, it it could be a complete shithole in L.A. and it's fucking three million dollars a oh, complete yeah. shithole and i'm like I, I whenever i find those i message my wife and like see this shithole this is a million dollars
0: <laughs> <laughs> jeez yeah uh, uh but then but the song what, after that is drug me
1: which i think is the only song on the record
0: that has a keyboard or like an organ yeah it's like some organy sound um <singing> yeah um uh it's the fastest song on the album uh, mm-hmm. Jello o oh, can yeah. barely keep up with the lyrics Like he mumbles yeah, half of them
1: I, I, And I was thinking And this is where I was thinking R.E.M.'s "Into of the world we know it People were talking about how that's a hard Hard song to sing I don't think I could do this song
0: Oh definitely so, not The person who sings it can't even do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Simulation
1: <laughs> <laughs> So this song is I you want to think that it's about drugs, but it's really about how society, all these things like the like the TV and the uh, crossword puzzles and the, and the magazines. They they're the drug, man. Rock and like roll think, ads. Yeah, you think that you you think you're doing drugs. Everything's a drug, man.
0: It does kind <laughs> of come <laughs> off like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, just escapism. Uh, just doing different things to keep yourself sedated and not really caring.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's things to keep your mind off what's really happening. Exactly. Um, and uh, drug music, it's a great song though. I really like drug me. It, it's also got it's got like a a, for, a sort of spooky vibe to it too. You know, mm-hmm. I um, think it's the organ. Yeah, and uh, this is a I don't know if you know this, but Joe Bialfer does not do drugs often. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks that he said that uh, smoking weed probably set his development as a musician back a couple years. Really, that's what he, I mean. That's what he says. But this is Joe. Uh, Joe has been ostracized since then. For I, I, I know he went to Gilman Street and got shit kicked out of him by uh people who thought it wasn't punk anymore <laughs> back in the early like, like mid 90s. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Jeez. but uh, I mean, I, I have you seen the hard times post? Um, where it's a guy who could sit, sit, who sat next to Joe, be and fight it's a free spoken word concert
0: (laughs) yeah i've i've listened to a few of his spoken word albums
1: i think the one that's most famous is the one about mumia abu jamal that one um Mm -hmm. where he talks about his trial and that guy's never getting out sadly
0: no Mm. but yeah his spoken word albums are basically just lectures
1: yeah yeah he's like talking shit he's like not in america right the police would never lie right it's all sarcasm
0: (laughs) (laughs) um Fun little fact about Jelly O Offer though—I forgot to mention this—he was neighbors with a friend of mine's parents growing up.
1: Did they know each other? Yeah, man, that's that's fucking cool as shit. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I had some sort of connection to Jelly Ruff in that way. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um,
0: I, uh, but there is a—I feel like "Drug Me" and then the next song "Your Emotions" are kind of a almost like a suite of themes because this one's about like hiding your emotions and blending into a polite society, just kind of accepting tradition and telling you what they want to, to making you believe what they want you to believe.
1: So, uh, it's sort of, it's like falling in, but the astro is sort of is the, um, it's sort of saying like they've molded you into something you're not. And then the thing that says your emotions make you a monster. It's sort of like saying, uh, this is when you really come out. You're a monster. Like yeah. everyone else. Um, I like I like your emotions. This is a really catchy song. Even the ending is kind of catchy. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a good song, but yeah, I feel like that kind of works with the the drug me thing. They're very oh. very kind of similar themes. Stay stay distracted, like the things that society wants you to like and don't.
1: Yeah, it's no. um it's very catchy, and uh, like, you know, are you really you? <laughs> That's what this song thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like I said, this is not necessarily a hardcore punk thing, but it's definitely um, it's definitely off one of the most seminal punk records of all time. I'm surprised there's not more about this record out there. There's a thirty-three in the third book that I'm considering getting.
0: Yeah, hopefully it'd be cool if it had some interesting insight on it. Well, if I get it, I'll let you know. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And following your emotions is chemical warfare, which is a narrative about stealing chemical weapons from a lab and unleashing them on a country club.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you have to remind people, I'm not really going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? But it does uh, It does have that shock value. I think it's very specific with being the country club people who would normally be the people who are okay with using chemical weapons in other yeah, countries exactly for the military. It's and it's like, hey, if you're offended by this, like...
1: Oh, you want war? Here's war.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you think it's awesome? Here you go. <laughs> um, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's about basically about releasing mustard gas and watching these Country Club pe- people choke and die. Um, <laughs> there's even a little uh, bridge part where they, it's it, it basically a scene in the Country Club where they're like coughing and there's a baby crying. and
0: Yeah, uh, and right before that, they have this weird just like carnival music break. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, bridge, it's almost yeah. giddy.
1: Yeah, it's it's, and I, I gotta tell you something when we get to the song, but the, there is someone I've dated who, when I listen to stuff like this, would look at me complete disgust and hatred.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but from there, it leads into probably their most famous song. Um, there's I, so uh, these next these next two songs in a row have kind of been like disavowed in a way by Jello Biafra.
1: Oh, you did not like California. <laughs> um, no. So I, this
0: is, this is by Jello. What Jello had said is he wrote California Uber Alice based on a conspiracy theory that he was wrong about, mm-hmm. but he, he thought it was true at the time, which is why the song, they have so many different iterations of this. He did a version of this song with the Melvins cause he did it a couple albums with them. They updated it later. Um, at another point, on like an EP or a B-side, like it changes a lot because I don't think he likes the original version anymore.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, this one's outdated because there's no, nothing about Jerry Brown anymore. Jer- Jerry Brown was president, was the uh, governor, Calif- governor of California. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about, this song is sort of comparing Jerry Brown to a, a, a uh, Nazi, right? Yep. Um, it's, a, by the way, uh, it's a famous song. California Rallies," like, uh, like, Every punk band that you listen to, might, might mention this at some point. There's a uh, the uh, fucking No Effects mention, Los Angeles Superhouse. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, I I really love parts of this song, like um, for example, where uh, now it's
0: 1984. Yeah, where um, it slows down a little bit. Yeah,
1: it's a suede denim secret police, and you can hear uh, Bell- Joe's slight lisp that he has. Especially in this song. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause he runs police
0: with Nice and you're like, Oh, okay, I can hear. <laughs> uh what do you like this song? I I I'm okay with it. I do think there's better songs on the album. Um It I mean it's it's interesting. I think at this point it's kinda overplayed. It's one of those like just like, yeah, you know, I know the Dead Kennedys, I know California Uber Alice. Do you know any other songs by them by chance? And then they usually yeah, know yeah. It police truck or holiday in cambodia I, and it's like ah, oh, okay you've listened to the spotify top five
1: i saw um i saw um uh, this video yesterday where this guy went around with the microphones like a youtube video one of those crappy ones where this guy went around to people with, uh, wearing band shirts and he asked them to make three songs by the band shirt that they're wearing right like mm-hmm. and a lot of them couldn't name songs like this slayer or uh i think he targeted people you right. know like like, for example, it's so a little kid wearing a Green Day shirt, and all he knew was American idiot, you know?
0: hmm
1: And so I was like, okay. But, but yeah, it makes me wonder how many people like the Dead Kings, but, I mean, I feel kind of like a, a fucking poster because I only knew this record, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You're working on it, but we got to keep yeah, punk working. rock elite. You said it yourself.
1: I did. I, I honestly think that there's some people that shouldn't listen to punk music or <laughs> shouldn't claim punk. And that's a that's a horrible thing to say, but it's true. A lot of people are like, no, nah, punk, man, it's inclusive for everyone. No, it's not. <laughs> um, no, it's mine. You can't have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I listen to this. You can't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of high school shit. But, but there's some people that get turned off by punk. And uh, my girlfriend at the time hated when I sang it with the next song.
0: I yeah, I assume that that was the one. Yeah, I yeah. kill children, which it was. I think the first song Biafra wrote. He was like 18, and he's like, "I just want to know about the perspective of a serial killer." And it's kind of just like it seems kind of juvenile. It seems just a little like eh, I, it's whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it. I would sing, all, "I kill children." Uh, she's like, she's like, think about what your dad would hear if you, your mom would hear if you still be singing this. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> And I was like, it's a song, he's being silly. Yeah. Uh, She's like, it doesn't sound silly. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the song is about killing children. Really, 100% all about that. Um, Feeding poison candy, uh, shoot shoot out the tires of the school bus. Um, um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, talks about uh, loving to see children die. And um, I'm not, Jello, like you said, sort of doesn't like this song anymore uh yeah i think he's
0: just kind of like i feel like he just doesn't think it has like a lot of depth to it it's just kind of like yeah it's a thing i guess
1: it's shock rock and and, yeah yeah and i I sing along with it but to me me, i like the song just because i i the see down to where it couldn't be played anymore so yeah um
0: but then we move into like i would say probably the only like not political song on the album in some capacity yeah yeah, about there's a stealing little bit, people's yeah. mail.
1: There's a little bit like when they say checks from politicians to checks to politicians from real estate firms. That's kinda of political.
0: Yeah, a uh, little bit in there. But
1: talking about talking about how, you know, like how real estate firms will pay off politicians to rezone land so they can build homes there. Yeah. You know? But the song said, is like, about driving I around. I and that grabbing, like then too. Yeah,
0: grabbing people's <laughs> mail.
1: Yeah. It's a good song though. It's a ain't going the party. Do 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's got a cool, little, uh, like a line. it's a jaunty song.
0: I kind, I kind of like this song. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a good song. It's, and then it kind of get into more, more child death. Uh, <laughs> <on laughs> Funland at Fun the Land beach. Funland at the beach. Which it's, yeah, I feel like this one is really subtle with its commentary like there's stuff uh-huh. in that because they only he only really like says like two things in here but it's like something terrible happens but you try to send witnesses home because they're not going to do anything they're just going to go home and watch tv or they'll watch yeah. it on the news and the news will get views um call
1: my lawyer first call your lawyer yeah first. don't
0: don't call anybody to help call the lawyers first so it can prevent a lawsuit
1: yeah and that that's really the only political part of the song let's talks about human hamburgers crush little kids and uh see Fat kids Spill their pop, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's typical uh, Joe B. Offer being kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a fun song, too. Fun on the Beach is not wrong. It's a fun song. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's also one of the songs that I'd sing along with and the girl I was dating at the time would just look at me. It was just fire in her eyes. Sort of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I, I would sing these songs myself. Right, like, what are you singing? And I'd be like, that's just this. Oh, let me dead tell Kinney you something. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something about fr- a sophomore in high school. I wore a dead kitty shirt, and there was some um, old French teacher named Mrs. Zito. Uh, and she got fired by the way for not teaching us. We would watch like, like Chocolat and Mary Kay Nashville, which is every day in French, too. But I remember I was going out of class one day, and she saw the back of my shirt that said dead kitties, and she sneered at me. He's like, very poor taste, Christopher. Very poor taste. <laughs> now uh, nah, I was like, I was like, yep, yeah, I know, because um, that's how I was, punk kid.
0: Yeah, uh, but I don't care.
1: Yeah. Then we uh, get into uh, "Ill in the Head."
0: Yeah, which is my—that's actually my favorite song on the album.
1: Oh, really? And this is another song by uh, Sixty Twenty Five, right?
0: Yeah, like, and you can tell. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Well, you got these like weird, like little, like interlocking guitar things the songs more or less a pretty personal account of his schizophrenia
1: why am my life
0: yeah <laughs> uh the lyrics are kind of disjointed um but it's it's kind of all over the place composition wise but it's just got such cool stuff happening
1: did you try to listen to the, uh, hear other stuff by 6025
0: i think i did originally like when i was first listening to him in high school but this stuff is so hard to find
1: yeah, apparently he's a fan of Captain Beefheart. Um, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I, 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 it's one of those bands I can't get into. Captain Beefheart just can't do it.
0: It's, uh, yeah, it's, I've tried with Trout Mask Replica, and I cannot get into it.
1: I, I feel like it's like the same people like the Captain Beefheart, the same people like Dr. John. And, I don't even um, know who that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, that, that, late 60s psychedelic people you know like um right yeah it, it, it's just not for me man i can't do it i tried <laughs> i really it's it i feel and it's weird uh, there are a few things i tried like captain Beefheart and another band i can't i've tried so much because people say they're so good i can't I, I don't get animal collective i don't get animal collective me neither
0: i'll try again I've at tried. some point i always i always try bands that like I feel like I should like, but I can't get into, I just... Like, May- the Post Pavilion, it's supposed to be like a, like a
1: great record, I just can't get into it. Uh-uh. I bought it, I listened to it like a thousand times, at least, I mean, that's an exaggeration, like 60 times at least, and I couldn't get into it, man. I just, I I was like, I should like this, but
0: I don't, you know? <laughs> I'll probably try again at some but point. But a song
1: I do like is on the head.
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> that i can get into
1: yeah yeah um this is your favorite song on the record really it is yeah uh i actually think my favorite song on the record is probably i still mail i'm still people's mail that's a good so, one yeah uh, i feel I like at
0: different points it? i've had different favorite songs on this album
1: uh, th- that's all the best records though like your your taste change you know exactly do you want to move into "Hobby in cambodia
0: yeah i feel like this one is it's kind of like a criticism of like uh, fake activism or pretending like consuming the art or something from some other place is with the equal to having yeah equal to having experience
1: <laughs> yeah uh I mean, yeah it's basically making making fun of people who are yuppies they're like I know what they're going through
0: you know yeah I uh, listen to jazz yeah I I
1: know what, I know what, I know how the ghetto feels um, yeah uh, uh but I, I do I like this song quite a bit um it was a f- song that. That made me read books on um, the Kyrie and mm-hmm. still and still search things about Pol Pot today. Um, There's uh, an interesting
0: uh, another podcast out there that now I'm blanking on the name of. I'll get you to it. Get it to you at some point. Um, but as far as like, the, I think this song is their other most famous song.
1: Wasn't this on fucking Guitar Hero?
0: I think so. Like rocks the '80s. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and they also changed the lyrics a bit because there's some things you cannot say now. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, it
0: is uh, called In the Shadows of Utopia. It's a okay. history podcast about that.
1: I'm, gonna, I'm writing this down right now because so, so I'd like to see this. Um, it's, it, and if you guys don't know about um, the Cambria in the 1980s, um, I guess, communist revolution of uh, Cambodia, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I would recommend you guys check it out. If you like super history. fucked up. Oh, super fucked up. But it's... it's uh, it's bracingly interesting. Um, so I'd recommend it. U- Shadows of Utopia, you said? Yes. Okay, All right. Then write this down. But, um, yeah, uh, this is probably their most famous song. And at the time, it was super, po- it was super topical, because that shit was happening as they were singing it. Yeah. Um, right now, Cambodia is a much different place. You can go there now probably have a really great time. When we went to uh, Thailand, me and my wife, uh, I know I'm... Sort of like, Ooh, look who I did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we talked to a few people who were just touring that part of Asia. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just came from Cambodia. And I was like, fucking A. Because um, honestly, when we went there, all of people were like, yeah, I just took like a year off. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: they're, they're I haven't most taken a day off since I got my first job.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, yeah, I have to. I, you took a year off and I have to. Beg for PTO? What the fuck, man? <laughs> um, and they're like, How much time do you get off where you're from? I'm like, oh the US got like two weeks. So like, oh, I get months and you're like, That's fucking amazing. Yeah, fuck um, you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you But uh yeah, we were in Thailand for like a week and a half wow. and that was like our PTO.
0: <laughs>
1: like yeah, I it was like well, I guess I gotta work you know Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that
0: but um Cambodia. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is the most atmospheric song on the album. I think it opens with kind of this like scratchy guitar, mm-hmm. echoey thing, and then the, the bass kicks in like underneath it with a really cool bass line. There's just a lot of really cool guitar techniques on this It's also this very song. catchy. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, I remember when I was listening, I would watch um, uh, news stories about Joe Biafra um, like running for mayor, and they'd be like, He's a band called Dead Kennedys. And they have a song called Holiday in Cambodia and they play the little loop in the background of yeah, Holiday in Cambodia. Like, and, um, uh, yeah. Also, I meant to mention this. There's this place called Traders Village in Dallas where I went when I was 13 and I bought a Dead Kennedys VHS uh-huh. of one of their live shows. And it's the first time I see Joe Rafa wearing those rubber gloves and, and, uh, lecturing the audience about certain shit but that was back when the dead kings were still banned, band and it's where i actually saw those news stories that they added to the end of this bootleg vhs of uh of stories about joe biafra um running from air mm-hmm. so but yeah holding kim woody was a big deal It's probably the most famous song right
0: i would say so they've got a few that most people know but yeah this is this one or california uber alice i think are their their most famous
1: yeah, I mean, Nazi Punk's Fuck-Off's pretty famous.
0: That's right? true. I actually have um, a little, like, 7-inch vinyl of that that came with uh, Nazi Punk's Fuck-Off armband.
1: That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Was it, was it, was it uh, Alternative Tentacles, or was it East Bay Ray? I don't even know. <laughs> Probably oh, because, East Bay Ray. Because you have an Alternative Tentacles copy of Dick Kennedy's, uh Fresh Fruit, Vegetables. Album. No, Plastic
0: Surgery Disasters. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch, dude. <laughs> uh,
1: dude, like... like I I, I want to buy uh the the records on vinyl, but I know it's not going to Jello, and, and I'm like uh, yeah. Like, uh, uh. Then we get into the last song, which is a cover song by a uh, cover song of Elvis. Yeah, um. which
0: after kind of like with Jello's voice and kind of the satire and sarcasticness of the rest of the album, I feel like the lyrics of the song change. Like they're the same lyrics, but it changes from. Elvis's intent of like Las Vegas is cool yeah. to like Las Vegas fucking sucks. Listen to how sad yeah. I am.
1: Yeah, yeah, that the in the uh, in the Dead Kennedys filter. Yeah, it changes its meaning completely.
0: Um, good cover I, though. I like. Yeah,
1: it. it's a good cover. Yeah, I like hearing jealousy in this. It's,
0: it's not awesome. as good as their cover of Rawhide, but it's still it's still a decent <laughs> cover.
1: So when it comes to Dead Kennedys records. Therefore, where is this fall?
0: Uh, I think this is my second favorite.
1: And your first one being plastic
0: uh, surgery three? disasters, okay. then fresh fruit for rotting vegetables, then Frank and Christ, and then I guess bedtime for democracy. Do you I'm, like not, I'm not counting their. I'm not counting their B side album. I'm not counting any of their EPs. I, I don't. I need to try. Season. I need to try bedtime for democracy again. But it's after doing such cool stuff, like. I feel like it's even more bare bones, straightforward punk than fresh fruit for rotting vegetables. And it's kind of, it's honestly kind of boring in how I guess pedestrian of a punk album. It is
1: Reganomics and all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. It's like Reganomics, and it's, you know, it's you're like typical, like three chord hardcore punk and the songs are super short. And it's just kind of like, it could be any punk album with Jelly ob offer singing over it.
1: <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna be checking out the other records now that I have Spotify and I can find it easy. It's just there was a time when I I didn't listen to a whole lot of punk, you know. I was, but I'm 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 circling back to it now, maybe because I'm older, you know. Right. Um. But uh, I, I like uh, Dead Kennedys a lot, and I think Dead Kennedys uh, are my
0: favorite punk band. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: The, there's their band. Well, back in the eighties they are one of those bands I I super respect that that made such a that made such a double track mark on um uh, the history of I guess punk music or music in general that um that's hard to deny and I feel like that that they don't get their due.
0: Oh yeah. Well yeah, they, it's uh, cuz they kind of fizzled out in 1985, 86. Mm-hmm. And haven't really done any new stuff. They just kind of keep reissuing albums so high schoolers can keep discovering them.
1: Like me. I'll yeah,
0: like school. me. Me too.
1: Did you have the discography for Minor Threat? Were you one of those people?
0: I would yeah. never, never listened to Minor Threat. Well, I was I still a fan
1: first. I was a guys fan first, and then I went back and became a big fan of Minor Threat. I, I, I don't know if you like it. I liked it when I was 15. I mean I they're, worth, they're
0: probably worth checking out. I'm kind of in a punk mood now since listening to it, so I'll probably I'll probably be doing some punk dives.
1: Alright, sounds good. Um so that was uh, our episode for today. That was um that was awesome debuts. I did uh, I did Def Heaven's Rose to, to Judas Judas Judah Kennedy's Fresh Fruit for Young Vegetables. I think it's time for me to draw a new theme.
0: I think so too. Let's hear it.
1: All right. All right, let me get the hat out, and I will pull...
0: One it. of these days, we'll get a real hat, and not just right? a bag that says hat on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, written in in silver and black ink. Um,
0: okay, under 30-minute records. Under 30 minutes, all right. So I guess I am doing some punk deep dives. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got. I already got one picked out, um, and it, it's going to be a, probably... I'm going to talk about it.
0: it so yeah. is, this, is this under 30 minutes, but not counting EPs, right?
1: yeah we're not doing pieces. this is a record set for links they're under 30 minutes cool right i think i think i think we got this figure out i have a actually five or six that come to mind right now Ooh,
0: damn i need to yeah. take a look it's it's always one i've had in the back of my mind so i check every album for how long it is and it's
1: <laughs> yeah. usually
0: longer you're, than i remember it being
1: and you're like fuck 31 minutes yeah <laughs>
0: you know? doesn't count has to be under 30
1: uh, by the way, one of the one uh, what what one of the things uh, that before I actually chose this record, to, um, we did tap on no effects. Um, that one is without the the secret track. It's under thirty minutes. But if the,
0: if the secret track's on there, em- and yeah. embedded on the disc, it counts. Oh, yeah, All
1: right, all right. Um, so uh, what else you got going on, pal?
0: Uh, not a whole lot. I you know write, it, my band smell with a question mark. Uh-huh. Does the music for this podcast you are currently listening to. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a bandcamp, which is smell.bandcamp.com, uh, which has both of our short little album EP things. They're both free. Uh so they're both like, fun too. They're good, they're good records. If you hey, those are both under 30 minutes. Yeah, hey, look at that. Huh. <laughs> uh, but if you like if you like our either our opening or our closing track, feel free to check those out. What do you got going on?
1: I do another podcast called Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. It comes out every week. We generally do two movies, um, and we sit there, do deep jokes, and talk about movie, music and talk about movies and movie news. So uh, I do that every week. Comes out Sunday, Monday. But if you guys want to hear about movies too you can follow that one and you do a a video game book club and you have a few episodes of that right
0: yeah it's floating around on youtube under the moniker cool bandana guys we did a couple episodes of like a video game book club um which it may come back at some point but now my focus is all on the record night instagram yeah so so if i this is a bad place to put it because people need to find us earlier in the episode because this is the part people skip they don't want to hear what we have to plug um, find us on Instagram at record night pod and oh yeah we're we're also on Facebook at facebookcom slash record night cool and we have an email address
1: at record night pod at gmail.com. cool uh, and uh, you honestly in any of those places you don't have to email us if you don't want to uh, if you want to be old-fashioned about it you can reach us on Facebook and Instagram and we'll probably almost instantly message you back. <laughs> We've honest. got nothing going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you guys if you guys have ideas for themes or you always want to talk to us about music, we're always there for you. We're uh we're like Jesus Christ, we're always there for you.
0: <laughs> we're the footsteps walking <laughs> next to you. Yeah.
1: Uh, and when you had <laughs> one pair of footprints yeah. it
0: was us carrying you.
1: Yeah. If you walk the beach and there's and there's two pairs of footprints, it's either me or Ryan.
0: Yeah, or both. Chris is carrying me, and then I'm carrying you. Yeah, all right. But we would love, uh, we would love some more themes. Uh, So if you think you have any cool ideas, let us know. Um, Or if you have any ideas of what you would pick for a certain theme, we'd love to hear that too. Because we we have blind spots in music. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, we definitely do. Um, We have blind spots, and we have spots that we just haven't bothered to check out because too highfalutin. To turn our noses up and shit sometime. <laughs> uh, right? We've done that before. Everyone does that,
0: though,
1: right? Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you guys uh, recommend Nickelback, I'm not going to waste my time, going to be honest.
0: I'll probably check them out.
1: i probably. Like, I've never actually
0: listened to them. Maybe there's okay. something there. <laughs> best kept, kept, kept secret. My dad
1: listens to Nickelback. I mean, <laughs> <life>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that was Record Night and we'll see you guys next time.